Welcome to the Life After Jet, a podcast on careers and stories of the Jet alumni community. In this episode, I am revisiting the subject of education careers after Jet from the perspectives of two people, one who is in training and another who is a university tutor. I'm Ellie Kate McEwen. I'm currently doing my Master of Teaching for Secondary at UNSW. Um, I'm in my first year. My subjects are Japanese and Geography, as well as ESL. At the moment, I'm doing a prac for about four weeks at a girls' school in Sydney. My name is Caitlin Lee. Um, I studied primary education after I got back from Japan, but I now actually teach academic writing at university for an enabling course. And sorry about the audio on Caitlin's part. The technical gods are vicarious and fickle. Now on with the interview. Everything I ever learned. Roll it in a ball and throw it out. Why did you decide to go into teaching as a career after Jet? I realized while I was on the Jet program that I really enjoyed working with children. And I really enjoyed teaching and coming up with lesson plans or activities to do. And I really enjoyed seeing how they reacted to it and seeing their progress as well. Before I went on JET, I was interested in teaching. Um, so I thought I'd use JET as a way to find out whether I thought I would like to do that. I taught in elementary schools in Japan, but I enjoyed it so much that I came back and did primary education here. Caitlin, you teach an enabling course at Curtin University. What's that? An enabling course is for students who don't meet entry into uni. So if they come and do our course and pass, they'll meet minimum entry for our university. I don't teach kids anymore. I teach adults and teenagers. That's quite a change going from teaching little kids to adults and older teenagers. Has it been a good or bad transition? It's a good transition. It's a bit different. Uh, obviously, you don't play a lot of games and do you know the fun stuff. But it's also really rewarding helping people achieve their goals. It's really rewarding to be able to see someone come in at the start of semester lacking any confidence, thinking they probably can't actually do this whole university thing. Um, and then by the end of the course, they realize they can do it, they've gained a lot of skills. So how does it compare to teaching on JET? Well, <laughs> I'm in control of everything <laughs> when it yeah. comes to the classes here. And yeah. I guess it's testing my Japanese knowledge because my subject Japanese. I mean, work, working in Japan, working with Jap- on the JET program was really fun. Yeah. And I did do some of my own activities as well. But it really depends on the teacher, how much input yeah. they allow you to have in the class. Working as a teacher here as compared to an ALT is a lot harder and there's a lot more work involved. Teachers have to be at all these different standards in Australia. So it's not just knowing your content, it's being able to put all these different strategies in and including people and differentiating classes for people with different um, learning abilities and things like that. Whereas I don't think they really think about that in Japan. They just try and teach everyone as equals. Right. They don't want people to stand out. That's the biggest difference I've noticed so yeah. far. You teach uh, secondary students uh, your, for your prac. I'm curious to know whether there are any differences between uh, teenagers in Australia and teenagers in Japan. I think just the whole environment at school is so different. So, you know, all the students here have their own devices. So mm. in the classroom, they're 
like I've made, I don't know if you know Quizlet. Mm, so what's that? No. It's a, it's a website that a lot of teachers use and you can make a class on there and then add different mm-hmm. sets of like quizzes for them to do with flashcards and then oh. you can also add students to it and then you can see their progress as well. So it, it mm-hmm. shows when they've gone onto the website and when they've practiced the certain vocabulary or for me, kanji or whatever. And then mm. I can see what they got in the test. So you can track their progress and that kind of thing. So we're actively using ICT in the classroom and the kids know how to do most of that better than a lot of the you know older teachers do. I feel like that gives the students a, a lot more autonomy or like freedom in the classroom to learn in a way that they like to. And they have a bit mm. more power over the way they learn and the way they demonstrate their learning. And that's different from Japan. Well, I mean, from my experience, there's not really a lot of that kind of, how do we say, like online aided learning. No. Whereas like teenagers here, they know a lot more. They're more connected to each other there and also sounds kind of lame, but like the outside world. <laughs> Whereas like um, in Japan, the students don't really have any opportunities for those sort of connections in the classroom. I've never seen them being given like research tasks or like group group tasks where they have to research and then present something to the class. Whereas that's you know, collaborative learning and doing research and then presenting is a really big thing in schools here. That's really different. So obviously the children are a lot more here in Australia, a lot more, you know, confident, you know, they say what they think, they have opinions, <laughs> pretty outspoken yeah. and kind of a bit more, they, they grow up a lot faster than the children that I taught in Japan that were the same age. And I feel like the strategies they use in the classroom can really affect that as well. Your experience on JET, did you think that it helped you in your studies and then going on into teaching? Yeah, definitely. JET obviously provides a lot of teaching experience. Not everyone does the planning side of things. Some people just in the classroom, standing up, repeating words. But for me, it helped me figure out the amount of planning that was required. And it was really useful when I was studying because they would talk about a particular concept or a particular idea and I'd be able to relate it back to the experience I had in Japan. So that's that extra level of experience you can use to draw ideas from or compare things to, even write about in your assignments. So I think it's really good just from the experience. It's given me so much experience in the classroom already and I have had that experience of standing up in front of classes of maybe 40 kids and being able to, you know, give instructions and then conduct an activity or a task. I think that's really helped me also planning activities. Like sometimes I adapt activities that I've done to teach English to teach Japanese. Mm-hmm. Methodologies of teaching language are quite similar. So mm-hmm. I even did that today. A charades oh, yeah. game I did with, in English in Japan. I used it and then just changed it to for teaching something in Japanese. <laughs> and just the skills that you have with, you know, interacting with students and understanding, you know, where they're coming from, how they react to things. Because even though Australian children are quite different to Japanese children, they're still the same age and they're still kids and they develop in the same ways. It's only, I think, made me more, feel more confident in the classroom. But obviously I'm a bit behind on all of the technology stuff that other teachers 
are, but that's what they teach you at university, so it's fine. I think it helps a lot that I taught in another country and had that experience of not living somewhere that where everyone spoke my language and my language was the much more of a minority language, it wasn't the native language of the country. Mm. So I think a lot of the students who come through an enabling course come from other countries. English is not their first language. So it's really good because I can understand mm. what they're going through and that they do find things confusing and how things are confusing and just how overwhelming it can be when everything is in a language that you don't completely understand. Did you have to do any literacy and numeracy tests? Well, I have taken the land type already, uh, but at my university, if you don't pass the land type, you aren't allowed to go on your prac. And the land uh, type is numeracy test. I think it's good that they've raised the standards for teachers because I do think it's important that we have teachers who have those basic skills. Because a lot of teachers say, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm specialised in this area. So there may, might be an English teacher. So they don't feel they need to have those numeracy skills. Mm. But actually teachers end up teaching subjects that aren't maybe in their specialised area sometimes or they cover for other teachers. Mm -hmm. And it's also important to teach literacy and numeracy through your subjects. So I'm required to show that I can teach numeracy through Japanese, mm -hmm. which can prove to be a bit difficult sometimes. <laughs> but they've made it that way. Yeah, um, and I passed. It was totally fine. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. What's the job market like for teachers? For me, I really wanted to do primary Japanese education. Mm -hmm. um, that's a hard market to get into in WA, especially because I wasn't able to travel really far from it or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but obviously, I've managed to fall into a different educated-related job anyways. I think if you don't limit yourself too much to one specific thing, yeah. the, the job market's pretty good. Honestly, there are a lot of people who want to be teachers. You, it seems, like I know that it used to be different, but there are a lot of people who want to be teachers. It really depends on what subjects you qualify to teach. There are, it's in high demand for subjects like maths, science, TAS which is like textiles, but also I'm pretty sure, actually, no, I'm pretty sure TAS is kind of like the practical subjects, okay. like hospitality, woodwork, things like that. Demand for those subjects, not so much Japanese, unfortunately. But my other subject teaching area is geography. So they are in demand of that. It really depends on what subjects you teach. <laughs> it really depends on how you present yourself when you go on prac because it's basically like your job interview um and they could maybe offer you a position in the future okay. if you show that you're dedicated and that you're passionate about what you teach and you can build a good rapport with students i think those skills will definitely help you get a job it's a lot harder to get a job in the city so if you decided yeah. to go rural mm -hmm. or regional probably easier for you to find a job but the good thing about teaching is you can do it anywhere. But okay. it might seem a bit grim. People are like, oh, teacher, are you going to find a job? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm positive. I'm positive. What advice would you give to someone who is considering going into teaching or education after JET? Obviously, you need to have training if you want to do anything in the public school system or K-12 school system. But if you're interested in those broader things... Um, you don't necessarily have to do formal education to do it. 
um, you can go and do shorter courses and things like that. And then there's, yeah, there's work in other education areas that isn't just, you know, kindergarten to year 12. Use your experience. Make sure people know about it, <laughs> you know. It's impressive. It actually is really impressive and you don't realise it while you're there because mm. it just seems normal because everyone else is doing it as well. Everyone else is an ALT that you know that are your friends. But when you come back to Australia and you're studying to be a teacher, you realise that, oh, actually, I have a bit more of an advantage than other people because other people haven't even maybe stood up in front of a classroom before. I would say use it, talk about it, and like I did, take some things that you've learned on JET and use that in the classroom. It really depends on what subject you're teaching, but definitely if you're teaching a language, you can really adapt those skills. Or even if you decide you want to teach ESL in Australia, that experience you've had working in an environment where you are probably the only native English speaker, you've had to learn all these skills to communicate with people and yeah show it off <laughs> and use it and put it on your resume and be really proud of it know the little things that keep me sane like the whispers in the dark and the cries in the rain like the whispers in the dark the life after jet podcast is available on soundcloud and itunes as life after jet subscribe for future episodes we're also on the jet aa international website that's J-E-T-A-A international.org. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This smoke